Welcome to The Wrecking Trade, this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. The radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men, to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Oscor Fitness. Strong inside, powerful outside. And the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. Welcome to The Wrecking Trade. I'm your host, Robert Lynch. This is our first episode, and I'm really excited to dig in. I have some really great guests with me in studio today, and we're going to get into a really awesome conversation. But I'm just, before we get started, let me just let our guests introduce themselves. Let's start with my left. Hello, hi, this is Shuvra Deb here. Um, I am a specialist in mental health as a result of my own experiences of suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. So I'm not medically qualified, but I do have a show called Shuvra Deb with you also on Bobo FM, which goes out on Thursdays at 2 p.m. And that's what I specialize in. And I have had a guest on my show to talk about masculinity as well. So I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And myself, my name is Cindy. Um, I'm a banker. Um, so I'm I'm not in the medical field, but being a female, I have to deal with males all the time. So I've learned a little thing or two along the way, and I'm happy to share my views and my opinions today, and hopefully will will help someone. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. Next. Hi, everyone. My name is Osmond Lynch, and I am a personal trainer slash recovery trainer slash um, nutrition I do uh, a lot of stuff as it relates to health and fitness, and it's my passion. It's my drive to help people change their lives as it relates to health and fitness. So, I'm Osmond. Thank you, Osmond, also known as OJ. OJ is my personal trainer. We're going to get into his story a little bit later on, and hopefully we can change some lives with the things that we're going to be talking about. Now, my own background, I've done counseling. I'm also an instructor at one of our local colleges, and I do have a passion for men. In 2023, it seems when we talk about masculinity, when we talk about manhood, much of what used to be okay seems to not be okay anymore. Once upon a time, as I was growing up, men were supposed to be the providers, the protectors, and the priests in the household. And so as we're talking about those things now, we're hearing the word being thrown around thrown around a lot, misogyny or toxic masculinity. So let me see if I can start off. What does toxic masculinity mean? With me? Okay. Yes. I think, hmm. Toxic to, <laughs> to me, what does it mean to me? I think it does mean misogyny, as you say. So not, not acknowledging that we are all equals in society and that men have to subjugate women and women have to be subservient. I think that's what toxic masculinity would mean for me. Okay, yeah. awesome. Cindy? Oh, let's go with OJ. Well, toxic masculinity for me um, would mean like 
men using their God-given responsibilities to um, put other people down, um, not supporting, not building, not encouraging, not providing, not protecting, but using it as a force of um, belittling people that are power, of, are power over people. Gotcha. So that's what I would see it as. Appreciate that. So yes, yes, I totally agree with both of those views, actually. I don't need to add anything more. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Awesome, awesome. Oh, so I'm glad you brought that in. We're talking about toxic masculinity, and we're talking, you, you, you use the word responsibility. Do men have responsibilities in society and in relationships? Oh, starting with me again. I think men and women have responsibility. We now live in an age in most parts of the world, certainly where we're sitting right now, where I like to think that there's a lot more equality. Both men and women go out, they work, they earn. Both men and women share the responsibility for raising children, share the responsibility for teaching children to the extent that they can. Um, again, maybe this is an ideal world. I don't have kids, I don't know, but I certainly have, you know, I'm an attorney by trade, so the world of work, of law, I know well. Um, and there is an equality there. So I don't think that the pressure to be the provider is so much a thing anymore, or it needs to be, but perhaps men feel that it is because of the way they've been raised. And maybe that's what the issue is, the societal conditioning and the way that they've been parented because of the generation by which they've been parented. Okay, so I'm hearing you saying men have been parented a particular way, so many of us, we may have that pressure to still provide. And even as we provide, as women are providing or co-providing, there may be some challenges there. We're going to dig into that a little bit more. Cindy? Yes, I think we all have uh, responsibilities in society um, to be good citizens. And different people have opinions of what good citizens are. But I, I think probably the underlining definition is just being a good human being. So being able to represent yourself well, represent your family well, being able to provide for yourself. And those that they either can't provide for themselves or they're asking for your help, being able to do that as well. So yes, I think we all have um, responsibilities, both men and female. I think men are still dealing with the pressures of of, of having to provide more. Um, so Osman can definitely speak to that. I, I think those pressures still exist. Yes, um, for 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 sure, we both as male and females have responsibilities, um, and I do believe that females can do things that men cannot do and men can do some things that females cannot do but at the end of the day even though we're opposite sex or opposite capability with certain things it still requires us to work together it still requires us as individuals based on our responsibility given to us are based on how we've grown up in society we still need to learn how to work with each other men definitely um is pressured with the idea that um, we need to be and do certain things. Do I agree with it? Yes, I, I agree that men has a certain responsibility, as I mentioned earlier, that we are responsible for. I believe that as a man, we are responsible to protect. As a man, I believe that uh, it's my responsibility to provide. And as a man, uh, my responsibility is to help build a foundation for whosoever is in my circle, whether it's kids, whether it's um, a, really, a, a partner in relationship, whatever it may be, I believe it is my responsibility. But at the end of the day, I don't disregard the help from a woman. 
and in society today, yes, men and women go to work, men and women earn different wages, men and women do different things, we're bringing in both income. But I don't think that men should lose the idea that we are given this and if we look at it at a different perspective, it doesn't have to mean a negative thing towards us. We have the strength, we have the built, we're built a certain way to take on certain responsibility and not to see it as a negative thing, but learn how to manage first based on how we think and learn how to manage based on how we partnership with others, females or whatever it may be. So, yeah, we all have responsibilities, but I believe that male and female can do different things which complements each other and we have to just work together. Can I just jump in on that? Yes. That's, that's absolutely beautiful what you say because um, you just reminded me of something that my psychologist, so after Hurricane Irma, I received therapy. She, my psychologist, was a specialist in um, child psychology. And she said that what she had been taught was that in the first year that the child is born, it needs physical contact with a human, ideally the child's mother. And then reading around this, I've read a few texts where the writers have said that in native cultures, as soon as a baby is conceived and that becomes known, the mother gets put into this kind of, you know, protected place where she's protected from stress, from anxiety, from anger from others and all that sort of stuff. So what OJ, you said about acknowledging the differences, and there are obviously very, you know, obvious reproductive differences. I think that's where working as a team is so important. If the man can be that protective figure in that situation where the woman is, you know, having the child, then that that's an ideal situation to be in. But unfortunately, I don't I don't think that happens. I don't think our society supports that. What about paternity leave? I think in the UK men get 2 weeks paternity leave. If in the that, Cayman Islands they get 5 days. Right. So that hardly sets up the, you know, the cocoon that the woman needs during pregnancy, during the first year of the child's life and thereafter. Well, interesting enough, I mean, because I recently had two children, or my wife had two children. <laughs> <laughs> you both had two children. We both had two children, <laughs> yeah. but she did the heavy work. And yeah. as you said, reproductive differences are one of the key differences that says, hey, that's something I can never do. I can never carry a child. I, I can be supportive as much as I want, but that's something that I can't do. And it begs the question of whether or not, separate and apart from the bio biological differences, are there emotional or responsibility differences in the relationship? Like you said, the ideal situation is as the woman is going through that, she's pregnant. Part of that may be for her to stay home. She may need to get off work. She may need to have those protective features. But in that, how does she eat? How does she take care of herself? How does she make sure that she has the resources that she needs in order to thrive and for the baby to thrive and so in those responsibilities men have a need or responsibility to provide in my view to make sure that the provision is there to make sure that that situation can thrive and along with the providing there's also the protective section for the man if uh, and i'm going to throw this question out and this is a personal question for all of our first to answer so if someone breaks into the house and your boyfriend, your husband, your partner says, um, we're, we're equal, baby. You go fight off the attacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a, <coughs> excuse me, I have a thing about this. <laughs> so <laughs> if I'm in an unfamiliar place, for example, a hotel room, I will put the guy by the door. <laughs> Babe, you sleep there. If someone breaks in, you're protecting me. Awesome. Cindy, how about you? <laughs> um... So, repeat the question for me. So, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. An attacker breaks into the apartment, into the house. You and your partner are there. You and your husband, your boyfriend, they're there. 
and he says to you, well, since we're equal, this is a t- age of equality, you go protect us. Absolutely not. I'm running out the back door. It's, it's not happening. If I'm alone, yes. that's fine. I'm going to find something that can protect me yes. and my child, and then I'll probably take on the attacker. Or I might still seek coverage. But me go, no. No, you can totally be the protector. Go right ahead. So it sounds like what we're saying that we say society has imprinted certain things on men and maybe they're societal. But here we are, we're saying Mm -hmm. if that doesn't happen, we're going to start looking at that man sideways, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to go, dude, really? (laughs) I'm not there yet. Maybe some people are there and they're like, you know what, I'm okay. I'll I'll take on um, the challenge. You know, maybe they're trained Mm -hmm. for that or or their mind Mm -hmm. is trained to, to just take that on. But me, I'm not there yet. Gotcha. So if he's not providing the protector role, he doesn't seem to be the man. Not for me. Okay. (laughs) So let's explore the provider role. Would you date someone who earns less than you and for how long? Absolutely, yes. Uh I have done, yeah. Yes. And for how long? Oh, until the relationship ended, but not for reasons to do with who was earning what. (laughs) Because one of the things that is a significant factor in divorces seems to be Mm. top of the list. What's that one? It's finances, Mm. right? And so in our situation, is there still a responsibility on men to continue to provide despite the fact that we are living in an age of equality? Mm Mm-hmm. And, and let me answer your previous question as, as well. For me, personally, I find it very challenging to date someone that earns significantly less. Yeah, you, you, you can earn less, um, but significantly less. It does present a, a huge challenge in my life because I recognize as I, as I elevate myself, um, whether it's academically, spiritually, uh, financially, and just my view on life, you know, I'm looking for someone to be in that space with me and thrive with me. So it, it does become more challenging because the the lifestyle differs. So they look at things differently. I look at things differently. Um, they, they might not have a growth mindset or their growth mindset might, might be much slower. Um, so for me, it presents a significant challenge. Um, for other females, it, it, it may as well. But it's not that I'm not willing to work with an individual, but I've just found from history that it, it doesn't work well for me. Um, I would love for someone to be on my level. Or above. Yeah, equally yoked. Um, let's let's look at life through a similar pair of eyes. So it's not just about money, it's uh-huh. how they view life. Gotcha. Thank you very much for sharing mm-hmm. that. OJ, on the other side, what does that look like to you? Well, yeah, um, I do not believe that um, wages difference should make really... A difference in how or what type of quality relationship you have, it should not determine that. But what I do believe that as a man, we should always aspire to improve ourselves. We should always seek to grow. We should always seek to be ambitious in elevating ourselves. If I was a person with someone who's making way more money than me, um, and I'm just quite comfortable with that and don't seek to improve myself or to step up or to... To be at a level with that person or above that person, not here trying to um, say that money um, changes the relationship. But I believe that each one of us, especially as men, we should not stop striving to grow. You know, um, 
yeah, we can start low, but it doesn't mean that it is an it is not an opportunity to get better. So as men, we should always step up to the plate because in the end, naturally, instinctively, inside of us, we want to be that one being able that if the roof falls down financially, yeah. we should be able to step up and provide. But if, you, if you're comfortable with a position that you're not able to do that, I don't agree with that. So men should always, always strive to be the best, not financially, but the version of themselves, holistically. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, so. I think this is true across the board, though, that yeah. I think men and women should strive to be better, to grow Absolutely. every day. If there's something we can do in terms of self-improvement on a daily basis, we should all be doing it, whether Absolutely. we're men or we're, whether we're women. In terms of the earnings thing, it, I haven't considered it to be a problem. Um, but sometimes they have. Yeah. So that's and in terms of like not being able to do the same things. I mean, I don't mind if I if I've got the money paying for it and you know sort of like being the boss as it were. <laughs> Which is a great point. So if you're the boss, how does that feel in that relationship and what does that mean for the 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 dynamics in that? We're going to get to that. We're going to take a quick break. Welcome to the Wrecking Tree. This and every Wednesday at 10:30 a.m. The radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Oscore Fitness, strong inside, powerful outside, and the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. I came in like a You are listening to The Wrecking Trade on Bobo FM, brought to you by Oscor Fitness. Strong inside, powerful outside, and the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. Today we're talking about masculinity, relationships, and what that looks like. We're just... Shuvra, we were just talking about when women are the bosses, when women are making significantly more than the men in the relationship, they do feel like the boss. They do feel like they're the leaders in the relationship. How does that that dynamic work in that relationship? I think it depends on the people. Um, It's happened to me probably a handful of times. Um, Sometimes it's been fine. And then other times, I think the guy has felt uncomfortable. So it really depends on the people and being respectful towards each other and I was joking you know when I <laughs> said being the boss <laughs> I, I like that in any situation you know so <laughs> and that's but respect great. is the main thing yes and in that situation is a woman and this is an open question is a woman able to respect a man who cannot provide for her oh cannot provide so there's an assumption that he has to provide 
Going back to our earlier conversation, I think because, well, I'm coming at this from the perspective of a woman who doesn't have children. Yes. I think my perspective might change if I did have children and, you know, would want that care whilst I'm pregnant when, when the baby's very small. But without that being a part of my life, I don't see the need to be provided for. Mm-hmm. Right. Cindy? Yeah. Um, from my perspective, and I do have a child, so... Um, my perspective has changed significantly. My whole life has changed significantly um, since having a child. It's, it's no longer me and providing for myself, but I do have another mouth to feed, and God forbid anything happens to him, um, maybe medically or he needs other special attention, whatever, then I have to think about a nest egg or extra provisions um, that he would be okay So those things are constantly going on in my mind. So again, like I said, my perspective has changed since, since I now have a child. Um, so from that, which this this is probably, this is my carnal mind. This this is me being human. A lot of times I feel like if I'm able to bring something to the table, then you should be able to at least match me. If I'm able to earn X amount of dollars, um, I expect you to match at least within that realm. Because then it's not just the money, but the responsibility now lies on me. Um, and so many, there are so many aspects of that, the academic responsibility of, okay, now I have to go further because maybe they're, they're stagnant at where they are, um, or maybe they don't, they're not willing to uh, grow any further. So I have to take those things into account. Um, like, like Shuva mentioned, if while we're pregnant, um, being provided for, or if something happens to the home, you know, having someone that, that can provide and say, okay, you know what, I can take care of X or let's come together and this is what we can do to solve this financial issue, etc. So um, I have been in issues, sorry, I have been in relationships where I felt like I was the boss because not only do I make the financial decisions, but I earn the more, the, the higher level of finances. And that was challenging to the dynamic. Because a lot of the time the men were like, no, I'm not. I don't like this situation. I, I'm not comfortable with this. Um, and sometimes I was. I was like, I'm, I'm fine. I, I can do for myself in this aspect. I can be for this. I can be for this. Don't worry about it. And them being men, they were like, no, that, that doesn't work for me. I, I'm not comfortable with that. And I think prolong- if the relationships were prolonged, um, I would probably start to feel like, you know what, I'm the boss. You can't tell me X, Y, R, Z <laughs> because I am making the money here and I'm making the decisions. So for it depends on the person, like Shuva said. It really depends on the person. I feel like if I'm relationships prolonged like that, I would start to think like I'm the boss because I have the pressures of the boss. Um, I'm a manager at work. I do this. I do that. I'm, I'm trying to do stuff in the community, trying to take care of the child. You know, having the plate heavy. Um, yeah, you, you do start to think like the boss and, and the pressure lies there. So, yeah, that's my take. Love it, love it. OG, you want to jump in? Yeah. Um, first of all, what I think is that for a man, first he should, before he gets into any relationship, identify where he's at, what he wants, and see from those angles. Am I there? And if I need to get to that point, what do I need to get to that point to get that specific girl in that specific bracket because then yes if you put yourself in a situation where you're becoming you are the lower one financially and then 
I personally would not want to be bossed around by a woman. I love them. I love them. I want to be the boss with respect to yeah. them, yeah. with love and compassion to them, yeah. but I ain't going to be bossed around, you know what I mean? So, men, I would just suggest know where you're at, know where you want to be, and work up to that standard because that's the only way it will work. And um, as men, we can definitely feel demasculated when a woman is bossing us around, especially if the woman have us in a position where either they're taking care of our rent, they're paying for the car, little things like that, where you feel trapped and stuff like that. Don't put yourself in that position. I have two boys, and it is my drive, it is my force as to why I do what I do as a personal trainer, why I'm doing more stuff to, to, to earn and to provide and to be the boss and the leader for these two boys. And I don't only look at... Um, taking responsibility for kids but if I have a female in my life I need to be able to take responsibility for her. If she needs to chill, I can be the one to say, okay babes, take a chill and I'll take care of you, you know what I mean? If I have friends, family that needs the help or the assistance, that's the type of boss I want to be, you know I mean? A boss that is loved a boss that is respected, a boss that anyone feels comfortable being with and around. So position yourself where you want to be but don't be boss around guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And as he spoke, I noticed you're both nodding. How does that make you feel hearing him talk as a man like that? Well, OJ's a personal friend of mine, so I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so perhaps a slightly biased view, but just the way, OJ, you said it, it's not that toxic masculinity at all that you're talking about that you were talking about before. It's, you know, seeing that there needs to be a balance and actually wanting to be the provider and wanting to take on that role and doing it in a respectful way. That's what I was nodding to. Perfect. Awesome. Absolutely. And and for me, I totally agree. Um, I want the the man in the relationship and the household to take the heavy lifting. Take it from my shoulders, please. So I love that. Men should absolutely identify where they are, where they're trying to get, what they need to work on. Um, and females can help with that. Partners can help with that. Um, that's one of our roles. That's one of the, the places we shine. But... Uh, a lot of females want to feel like they they can take off the mantle and be provided and comforted by the male. So absolutely, totally agree. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm glad you, you said that. And I connect back with what OJ said earlier in terms of men. Let us not race into these relationships. Let us not put ourselves yeah. in situations where we are lesser than what we have designed to be. Because that's going to cause challenges for the woman if she has to provide for you and you don't feel like you're a man, right? And we're not talking mm-hmm. about to- toxic masculinity here. We're talking about if mentally you are challenged and you're, you feel less than, that's going to cause irritability. That's going to cause some other things. Friction in the relationship that may cause it to deteriorate. Certainly some of the things that we need to work on as men mm-hmm. is to work on improving ourselves in the classroom. I think the numbers right now are about four women to one man in a classroom and mm. sometimes in my classes wow. i teach at the international college sometimes i have 12 students and maybe at most two men uh, or sometimes wow. even one in that class so we're absent and i guess both of you are professional women that will pose a challenge as you rise you're going to the education you're going through promotions at your job but the man hasn't seemed to seen it fit to qualify himself then you're essentially moving past him you're outgrowing him what does that look like for you as professional women in terms of finding, seeing suitable partners? 
Just going back to what you said before about being in the right place, following on from what OJ said, I think that applies to both men and women. I think everybody needs to be in a healthy mental place before, as you say, you know, galloping into a relationship because then everything just falls apart. You know, the horse buckles and that's it, job done, everyone's heartbroken and it's all over. So I think that responsibility is on both parts, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, get, get your head together before you go off getting with someone. What does the... Um, Sorry, repeat the question. What does that look like as you're rising, improving yourself professionally? How does oh, that yeah. that view of suitable partners, mm-hmm. is that growing, shrinking? Is it still the same? Sure, I can find a man anywhere. Or it's like they're disappearing as I make more money or as I get more accolades. Again, I think it comes down to attitudes. <laughs> I'm now 40 and I have lots of um, other 40-year-olds who will say, oh, all the good ones are gone and, you know, all the young, the good ones marry young and there's no one decent left and all that sort of negative stuff. My view on all of that is that just open your eyes, there's always someone there, especially on an island like this. People are, you know, coming and going all the time. Um, in terms of the, the equality thing, outgrowing, my belief on that is, and I think this is how I live my life, that I will get into a relationship with somebody who I believe is either also committed to growing or at least has the capacity to do so with support from each other. So it's a it's a teamwork thing. If I consider myself to be outgrowing somebody or they consider themselves to be outgrowing me, then perhaps we shouldn't have been got together in the first place. Fair enough. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Cindy? Um, what does that look like? So yes. I might have touched on, on this a little bit earlier. Um, but I think for, I mean, you you have given this stark numbers and it's, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's a little depressing, to be honest. Um, it's, it's disheartening that a lot of men are not taking the opportunities to better themselves for whatever reasons. I'm sure you can fill in the blanks there, but um, it's, it's disheartening that we're seeing so many ladies stepping up to the plate and being able to grow in whatever aspect. And that um, I believe a lot of women are looking around and they're like, where's, where's a partner that will grow with me? Where's a partner that has a similar mindset? Um, and sometimes females are in marriages or relationships and then they, they, they figure that out or they, they learn it afterwards where they're not seeing someone who is willing to grow any further. And that's disheartening as well. So, yes, I believe as some ladies, it depends on um, your outlook, but some because there are always opportunities, as, as Shuva said, and it depends on what geographical location you're at. Cayman is very special. Um, but, yeah, as... As a lot of ladies move up and educate themselves or elevate themselves in whatever way, shape, or form, I believe it is challenging to find men um, with with similar growth um, mindsets. Like you mentioned, they're not there. They're women are leading. Women are CEOs. Women are engineers. Women are just stepping out and stepping up. Um, and a lot of times, the men, I'm I'm not sure where they are. It's it's disheartening, but we would love to see the men come back, and you know, not that they're not there. They're there. They're they're somewhere, but women are are taking taking stance. So yes, it is challenging as as women move up. So OJ, where are the men? <laughs> <laughs> they're right here. <laughs> they just need some help. <laughs> yeah, I think what happens, um, and as you both of you were speaking, like. I was like having this view as like when you're on a s- certain level, you see to that level. As you get higher, you see wider. And the higher you get, the wider your perspective gets. You yeah. see wider options. The 
the higher your qualities become. So as you move up, you change, your mind change, and then even your option that you look at when you were down here is different when you get up here. Mm. So views and levels give you different perspective. And us as men, um, again, um, we have to have to see it as necessary to don't wait for somebody to tell you to improve yourself. Want that for yourself. You know what I mean? Because when these ladies get when when ladies get up to a higher level, they're looking for a high standard, a high quality man. So they know when the man don't have the butter. Sorry. Little butter come out there. <laughs> so they they don't they, they don't want anybody too low. You know what I mean? So elevate yourselves, man. You can do it if you believe that you can. You will. You just have to take small steps. All right, um, look at that first step. Don't look at too far in the future because women these days, as Robert made mention, looking into the classrooms and we're seeing more females than males. So they're going up. And the only way you can get them is if you go up and, and stay up and go even higher if you can. Yep. Go for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You're listening to The Wrecking Trade on Bobo FM. We're going to take a quick break as we continue in this awesome conversation. Welcome to The Wrecking Trade. This and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., the radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Ascore Fitness, strong inside, powerful outside, and the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. I came in like a You're listening to The Wrecking Trade on Bobo FM and the conversation is getting nice right here in the studio as we're talking about relationships, how men and women connect in 2023. Cindy, you mentioned marriage. I'm wondering if marriage is still important. And this is for everyone. Is marriage still important in 2023? To some people. Um, for some, it, it seems to be falling away and everyone has their own lifestyle, their own goals. And, and that's fine. Not everyone is made for marriage. Um, and if you recognize something is not best for you, it's absolutely a good idea to say, you know what, I, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to take that way. I'll just go another way that I know will work well for me. Um, so for some people it is, for some people it is not. Um, I personally think it's a good idea. I, I believe if we work together, not just as a community, but in smaller groups, um, as partners, I believe if we work together, we have better success, better products. Better, better communities, countries. Um, there's a statistic um, that actually shows that the the more successful men in life uh, financially are actually married mm. because they have the help. <laughs> so they have the help that they need to succeed. So I believe it does make sense, but it's not for everyone. Not for everyone. Okay, awesome. 
Yeah, I agree with Cindy, of course, it's not for everyone. My views on it is that it's important to me. I was raised in a traditional Indian family and everybody gets married. My personal views on why I think marriage is important is that following on from what Cindy said, it does provide a sense of security and commitment and there being an actual team. So that's just my personal view. Awesome, awesome. You want to jump in on this, OJ? Um... Yes, I yes, I do believe and agree with both ladies that yes, marriage is important and is still relevant. Um because when two people come together it is stronger and the force is greater. And um male and female were designed to come together and to work together, um and, and in growth and in life, um there is a female side of things you need to learn that the female has and there's a side of male thing that men need to 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 carry into the relationship that bring this one thing together um again it's not for everybody um and marriages could look in a different way but uh yes marriage is good have babies have family build a home with love happiness peace and make some money Awesome, awesome, awesome. Be fruitful and multiply. And I think, as you said, Cindy, they're protective factors. When you're in that stable relationship, it does help the the group, the family, the tribe, whatever you call it, to thrive and to grow better. One of the things I'm wondering in 2023, though, is in this climate, I'm wondering if there's still value to men. More and more statistics are pointing out that younger people, millennials, and more so men, they're not getting into marriages as much. Because seemingly the value to men has diminished. Mm. And that value looks like this. Once upon a time, in the traditional situation, men are expected to deliver certain things, right? And whether, as programming continues, many of them still believe that they are to provide those things. And many women still expect those things. But in the, the modern woman is no longer traditional. And as equal providers, she's not as open to doing some of the more traditional roles. How do you guys see that? The drop-off in marriage? Yes. There's another reason for that, possibly, which is that people are keeping their options open. Mm -hmm. In this day and age of online dating, of apps where you can swipe left, swipe right, like you're in a supermarket, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it almost kind of undermines the value of human worth when you can just swipe someone away or match Mm -hmm. them on the basis of a photo and a few comments. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it gives people the impression, in my view, wrongly, that oh, there's a better option out there. Mm. The best option mm. is the one you pick and you commit to and you make it work. Ah. Yeah. I, I love and, it. And I, I love that view. Um, <clears throat> and you did say, you know, more, now that we've stepped into more modern times, we don't see men and, and possibly women as well not getting married as quickly. Like you mentioned, I think you gave a lot of the reason um, is because men or they're keeping options open. <laughs> And they're recognizing, I believe they're recognizing that it, well, well, where's the benefit? Mm-hmm. Because if the woman is not, like you mentioned, if the woman is not no longer doing some of the traditional roles, staying at home, taking care of the children, uh, willing to cater to the man 24-7 and actually affirm him and his being um, in some of the ways and what it used to look like. He's probably saying, well, what's the point? I, I can get some of those benefits outside of a marriage and then I can just go on with my life. But I believe it's a facade. Depends who's behind the lens, but I, I believe it's a facade. Yeah. All right, OJ? 
Um, are men keeping their options open, or is it that they're finding, hey, it, it's just not worth it anymore? Both sides. <laughs> <laughs> Both sides of the story is, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just too much options available too easily. Mm. You know what I mean? Like what Shiva was saying, it's like, there's so much. And, and men, we, Lord help us. We just, <laughs> we just, we just, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that we need to, as you said earlier, um, just know what you are willing to commit to and um, be open and honest about that. You know what I mean? Options are a lot. That's one thing. And then also, based on people's experience in past relationships, what they've gone through with several different persons can give them that hesitation of wanting to get into relationships based on hurts or whatever it may be. Can also be from coming from a broken home, you know, like didn't see mommy and daddy work out. Mommy and daddy have different persons coming in or whatever it is. So it just it's just a breakdown of what the tradition was and the understanding of what a relationship should look like. And I think also this generation nowadays is a bit weak as it relates to fighting for a relationship, making it work. They give up quite easily. You know what I mean? Like, if it, if it gets too tough, man, we're gone. You know what I mean? And they don't put in the time, the effort, or the energy to, 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 to make it work and happen. And, and, and sometimes it goes back to the value that each individual gives. Sometimes when you get into these tough situations, when you think about the person that you're with, depending on who they are to you and what they've brought to the table and what they've been bringing to the family makes you think this is worth fighting for you know what I mean whether it's male or female we need to bring a level of quality outside of money but as it relates to emotion as it relates to spirituality as it relates to keeping the home because it is going to come a time when relationships get tough and why am I going to stick around if there's nothing worth fighting for I mean but this world gives us holy options still. <laughs> <laughs> and to add to that, um, Rob, well, a couple of aspects. Um, you know, because you mentioned that the, the dynamics has, have changed. It's no longer traditional. If we go back to history and how much women actually needed men and how society was set up, women were not allowed to have jobs. Women were actually seen as property back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, we saw where the Cayman Islands government actually honored women the other day, celebrating our history that women were, um, that's March, women were able to, um, women signed to be able to vote here in the Cayman Islands. And if you look carefully at the, the names that they printed in the newspaper, a lot of the names will not have the lady's name, but they actually signed their husband's name. And that's because... As you can probably figure out. If, when if, they get married. Yeah, women. The takes the husband. Exactly. She takes the husband as well as um, female didn't have power. They couldn't hold jobs, etc. Well, the Cayman society is a little bit different because when the men went to see, women had to take care of everything. So that has changed our Caymanian dynamic as well. Women became providers and more independent. Women in Cayman actually built homes. <laughs> they built homes. So the, dyna- the dynamic has changed over time. Um, but then even outside of Cayman, what history looked like as well, women outside of here weren't able to vote as well. They were property as well. So they had to go to their husband, husbands for money, for livelihood, um, to build homes. So 
it was very difficult for a woman to succeed or even exist with basics in life without a husband. Now, that has fallen away with women being able to go to work, being being able to sign, to vote, um, women having that independence. So, yes, it, it has changed because of these things, that need of having a man to provide a livelihood and food on your table that has fall, fallen away. Fair enough, fair enough. I think, though, tonight, to um, just jump in on that, yes, so, sure. to not embrace this new dynamic as something that is a great opportunity for growth for men and women is a true missed opportunity to the extent that that is going on by the the levels i suppose equalizing more men and women can now go out and earn the same amount they can go and do the exact same jobs no one's anybody's property anymore so that equalization has happened i mean barring the sort of underlying discriminations that still go on and that's going to take generations for any of that to equalize but on the face of it everything is equal and if we are to treat it as it is on the face of it rather than embracing this opportunity to grow together to enter into a relationship a marriage whatever it might be and say oh you know hey babe i see that you want to do this i'll support you in this and then in response yeah i see you want to do that i'll support you in that rather than that being seen as the new dynamic for relationships which i think is a beautiful thing it's a wonderful opportunity that we now have to lead the way that our parents generation didn't have so let's not miss this opportunity awesome 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 and and excellent and as we're seeing these new opportunities present themselves we're also as you mentioned seeing some new challenges present themselves i think you mentioned that more and more you're seeing these dating apps where as women feel more empowered once upon a time you would have to get married in order to have certain access to resources or have money and these kinds of things right and so as those men were looking for purity right so that we can start a family a woman i guess found it more necessary to preserve her purity but now in the times of hey if we can make all the same money then women can just swipe left or swipe right just like men and just have sex and so relationships have suffered to the one night stand culture of the what do you call those um the 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 dating apps or or the hookup apps what do you think about that yeah, before, is, before, is marriage still important in the age of modern modern thinking and open sex? Yeah. Um, what what I've been hearing recently in a lot of different things is that what people are finding is that what used to happen traditionally in the past would work so much better and had so much more peace and less separation obviously it always existed in some way form or shape and um, I think as we get away from what the origin was and technology and everything increases I think with the mindset of both male and female changing as uh, with things changing it causes it causes this struggle that we're having now because we can always in everything that you see our 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 structure our rule or whatever it is you always see some concept of what used to happen in the past yes. but it's in a different form or different structure or what it is and i think that if we can look back at what they used to do in the past not saying that women should stay down not not doing anything or whatever it is that but i i think to some extent, is that it has affected relationship because women finding themselves feeling like they're becoming so much powerful or in the same line as a man, 
because of the opportunity and the growing in 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 society that we're having these great challenges in our relationships because those relationships usually last they usually be strong they usually but yeah as as we drift further away from that women are becoming more powerful because they can earn the same they can do the same jobs that we're doing and then there's becoming who is more boss who's wearing the pants and kind of like thing in that and then on the other side of things is that men are also losing the understanding of what masculinity would be because if men were real men some women don't mind being bossed around or, or being told not bossed around i don't want to use the wrong word lean into it lean into it yeah <laughs> no, not being bossed around but being um led, led by a man if, if some men were real men you know what i mean um yeah like everybody is different shiva is a strong woman <laughs> cindy is a strong woman but i'm sure if um we all uh, if these women have some real men like the standard of what it was in the past could 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 work out pretty well and by real men i take what you say to mean men who know who they are right men who know what their responsibilities are right. spend time honing their craft to make sure that they can take care of those around them yeah i right. think we, i think we haven't fight from women because we're too disrespectful to them mm-hmm. we don't know how to communicate we don't know how to love we don't know how to show them that they're queens they're princesses you know what i mean and just you know and so to be frank, as Cindy said, I mean, we may have gotten a little bit complacent. Women are spending time advancing themselves, improving themselves. And because we don't have that full responsibility to be full providers anymore, we may not work as hard because, hey, Shuver can bring in half yeah. the salary or Cindy can bring in some, cover some of the bills. Yeah. And so that may lend itself to the situation where now we're equal power, we're equal situation. How does that impact the dynamics? So quick question for everyone. Doesn't mean you can bum off just because somebody's, Mm. the the opportunity is there to be equal and it should be taken. It shouldn't be seen as, oh, here's my easy way out. But unfortunately, that's just how society is set up. If we can get big muscles by sitting in the couch playing video games, I mean, who's going to spend time with OJ working Mm. out? I mean, when he goes hard, he goes hard. My muscles are jelly when he's done, right? That's hard work building a company, building up resources, that's Mm -hmm. hard work. And as human beings, we have been tuned to seek the path of least resistance. Mm. I think that's our natural instinct, isn't it? The least output for the most the least effort for the most output. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I think anybody that sits and thinks about this knows, they know in the back of their mind, they know that they can't get the big muscles without the, the protein and the, the go. going to the gym. They're not going to be the CEO without going out and hustling and getting the gigs and hiring people and always being at the helm and working however many hours they need to work. People know this. Yeah. Absolutely. And it is society, it is perhaps media that presents this package that, you know, the, the Instagram posts, the adverts that yeah. say, you know, all you have to do is just sort of look over your shoulder, flick your hair and you'll be a model. No, that is not how it works. Any achievement takes work. And I think people know this and they have to be reminded of this. Interesting. So people know this. They know these things. Yet, as I said earlier, only 15% of men earn or persons in in totality earn above, um, I think the number is 84,000 according to the census. And then that number is about 25 to 30% when you go down to about $72,000 a year. And In Cayman? In Cayman, in the Caymanas, according to the census. So while persons may know this, most people are not bringing in bank. Mm. Most people are not Mm. big, high-income earners. And so, and again, most people are not looking like OJ. Most people don't have big <laughs> muscles and, I mean, have Shame a strong... Shame you can't feet. see the muscles today. 
and have strong physique, right? We do have a obesity culture where persons are a lot bigger than they'd like to be. And so while we know that these things require effort, effort is work. And most people don't like work. And so yeah. it's going to follow that whether it is your physicality, your finances, or your relationship, if the mm. path of least resistance is presented, mm. most people will take it. Mm-hmm. That's a choice, isn't it? It takes discipline. It takes commitment. If you want to see improvements in your life, they're not going to happen by you lying in bed eating a Big Mac. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I love it. So everything that we're talking about is how do we improve ourselves, whether you're man or woman or in our relationships? How do we commit to that commitment process? How do we make sure that we don't just give up or pull the ripcord as soon as things get difficult? One of the things that the statistics is also shown, and I'm ho- hoping that you can help me here, in the States, 80% of marriages or divorces are filed for by women. Mm. As of divorces are filed for by women. As that number increases, so as education increases, so when women get into uh, masters and PhDs, that number actually jumps to 90%. That number jumps to 90%. How do we see that? So we're talking about relationships ending. We're talking about women not Mm -hmm. finding enough men. We're We're talking about the dynamics have changed. But in our new era, we're also finding that Women are jumping out of those relationships nine out of one, nine out of ten times. What's happening in that? We're going to take that as soon as we come back from this break. You're listening to The Wrecking Trade on Bobo FM. I came in like the Welcome to The Wrecking Trade, this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., the radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Oscor Fitness. Strong inside, powerful outside. And the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. I came in like a You're listening to The Wrecking Trade right here on Bobo FM where the conversation is just getting nice and simmering as we're talking about masculinity, relationships. We just got into the idea of divorce, the divorce statistics out there. And actually, we talked a little bit about hookup culture and what that means in 2023. Shuvra, I think you had something to say about that. Oh, yeah. So the whole one night stand culture, I think my view on that is you have to ask the reasons for that. Sure, the opportunities are there in a way perhaps that they weren't there in the previous generation. 
But what are the reasons? Is it that someone's seeking connection? Is it that someone's seeking love? Is it that somebody is seeking affirmation or approval? And that's a whole other issue. That's not necessarily to do with male-female dynamics. That's a whole healing process that people need to go through. That, that's pretty interesting. So what we're saying is there's a whole dynamic happening out there that is leading or lending itself to the hookup culture where persons may be seeking validation or they may be seeking different things as they're connecting outside of the marriage dynamic. Do you think that impacts marriage or as persons choose to get into marriage any at all? And I say this against the backdrop of men since the beginning of time have been hunters. They've mm. hunted meals, they've hunted food, and they've hunted connection with the female sex. Mm-hmm. In age of old, that would be accessed through marriage. And if you can access that without marriage, is marriage still important to men? I mean, if you can mm-hmm. get the milk without the cow, mm-hmm. why buy the cow? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to to speak, I'll go ahead and speak about, because um, you mentioned divorce. Yes. And um, did you actually mention the numbers already? Yes, 80% okay. of ma- marriages or divorces are filed for by women. As mm-hmm. education increases, so when you hit the master's and PhDs, mm-hmm. of those divorces are filed for by women. Mm. So now there are some statistics to to back up some of what we were saying. Um, As as women grow academically, um, mentally, then their their challenges are definitely presented. Um, And actually what I was, you know, out of this room alone, out of the people that have been married in this room alone, two out of three have been divorced. That's seventy five percent of the people in this room in this room that have been divorced, and the statistics in Cayman are pretty high as well. People get divorced. I don't know what what level of statistics. Um, women get divorced in Cayman. Women file for Finally. divorce in Cayman. Um, but you know, when America sneezes, the um, Caymanalis catches a cold. So our numbers are probably not far off either. That you know, we're seeing more women rise and and challenge presents itself itself in in so many different ways but you know Osmond spoke to how to remedy some of that so it's very sad that the divorce rates are high but um, we we seem to have some remedies so looking at those two things we're seeing women pulling the ripcord in the marriages and going okay you know what as I'm increasing I'm not as open to dealing with certain things Mm. and so deuces see you later we're also seeing on the other side hookup culture is leading to men going okay I don't have to deal with that and I can just swipe right or swipe left and access some <laughs> other things and then continue with the day. So essentially we're, tra- we're seeing either persons not getting married or persons getting into divorces mm-hmm. even after they get married. But we've said on this platform that, hey, guess what? When persons do get married and find that stride, it does amplify their success. So let's talk about some of those remedies. What do we need to do to get to that place where we can find value in marriages again and be able to be the best versions of ourselves, both male and female. I, I have one suggestion, um, which I, I've identified this over the years. Um, now, I'm a Christian, so yes. I read my Bible, and I recognize from my Bible that it says that the older women should actually teach the younger women um, when they go in, when they're about to go into marriage, etc. About life, period. And I don't think that's happening anymore. It's not happening as it should. When a lady is going, getting engaged and about to go into marriage, there's there's a superficial surrounding around her. We have the engagement shower, mm-hmm. um, and then everyone goes away. 
<laughs> and that's it. But there are so many lessons in life to be known. Um, how do you deal with children? How do you cater to men so that they feel respected, affirmed, loved? Um, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with that? So there's a teaching happening in the classrooms. But in the classrooms, of course, the relationships are being excluded. Even how to deal with finances are being uh-huh. excluded. Mm-hmm. Sometimes how to deal with people and be being professional is, is being excluded. So then this lies on citizens to teach each other. And I think this is uh, actually a good forum. Um, not that we're necessarily diving into all the details today, but this is a great forum. Forums like this where we can say, okay, I'm older. This is what has worked for me. Mm-hmm. This is my advice. So I think that is one remedy that is very important, not just for women, men as well. And just to tack something on to the fact that you said that, because if you want to learn to be a great fisherman, you don't go ask a carpenter. Ah. You ask a successful ah. fisherman. So what I'm hearing you saying is that women who find success should actually have conversations with younger women to help them to get into that space fully with open eyes and supported on that path. I'm wondering if in our challenges sometimes do we find ourselves, and I'm going to come back to the question, it's just part, we find ourselves when we're going through challenges in our relationship, who are we talking to? Are we talking to our successful mm, relationship friends yeah. or are we talking to our single friends? Mm. That's yeah. such a good yeah. point. And see, yeah. older women older women need to, I think it's, the onus should be on them to avail themselves because they've been through it so they know. Um, younger people usually feel like, oh, I know everything, I'm good. <laughs> um, no, you don't. So <laughs> the women should be forthcoming if we have these smaller communities to say, you know what, um, we've, we've been here before. Here's, here's our advice, our loving advice. Here's our loving advice. So. Lovely, lovely. Shubra, you want to add anything? I wholly agree with everything you just said, Cindy. I think the first thing is that we just show up as being the best version of ourselves. And there are so many ways we can do that. The internet's right there. There are so many tools we can all use. And education, we're taught Pythagoras theorem. We're taught algebra. Um, great if you're Einstein. Um <laughs> He probably invented it. I don't know. <laughs> but it's more useful to be taught life skills, to, as you say, Cindy, how to have relationships, how to manage one's finances, what a mortgage means. Mm-hmm. Nobody taught me that. Me either. Mm. Yeah. Me either. <laughs> yeah, like um, jumping on the back of what both of you said, yeah, it's being educated. I think when people are dating... Um, especially when they're planning to get serious about stuff. Informations like this should be both of them sitting down, understanding why is it that women are divorcing men? Okay, what is it that, how do you handle an argument in a relationship? So for relationships to work these days, it needs guidance, it needs educating, and I think sometimes we just get excited, oh, she's pretty, oh, he's handsome, oh, he's strong, oh, he got a good job, and things like this, and we get married those things going to wear off. Those things are going to pass. After you get married and do all of that, it's not going to forever be like that. And what then? You realize that you get into the relationship for something, not being willing to give something. You know what I mean? So people get in sometimes wanting to take, take, take because they're used to receiving, receiving, receiving and not giving back and the beauty and the fun and the faith and, and all of this come together. But if, if, if young people are dating or are wise enough now, 
go study like or you would study for a subject, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Relationship, marriage is a subject, so go yeah. do a course on it together. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where are those courses? And I would add to that, I mean, I'm a huge fan of therapy and I know that it's not accessible to most of the population. But again, there are tools out there on Instagram, for example, the holistic psychologist is somebody that I think everybody should be following. And what she says is that we all have different attachment styles where either, and it's not just her that says this, this is before her, we're either secure, anxious, or avoidant or a combination of anxious avoidant and I think we all need to strive to get to being secure and the way these attachment styles form is the way that we were raised by our parents by our caregivers and then we display those same dynamics in our relationships and unless we have that level of self-awareness we are just going to repeat pattern that behavior Mm -hmm. and somebody has to stop that we've got to say no more I want to be secure now if you're Mm -hmm. anxious or avoidant or one of the two combined so it's having that awareness Absolutely. And and there's a growth factor to it, because even though we learn ourselves today, um, we're going to be different tomorrow. We're going to be different next week. There are things that are going to be that are going to happen in our lives and they will change us and they will change our partners and our family members, etc. So we have to have this commitment to continually grow ourselves and, and keep this awareness of how can I be my best self? So. Huh. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love it. And I'm, I'm, let me phrase it this way. Shots fired at the education <laughs> system, right? And yes. I'm, I'm wondering. Yes. Like, as globally. Globally. <laughs> globally. Yes. So as, as women grow professionally, and we're going to talk about what are some of the things that men need to do to improve themselves, but let's just tap into women for a little bit. As you grow professionally, you've gone through the education system and you've studied Pythagoras theorem and law and <laughs> banking and all of these things. And I'm imagining you did not see a lot of Courses that you could take on marriage, on relationship, on attachment, on the different softer skills that may be more important or perhaps play a longer role in our lives. Our jobs we may have for 10, 20, 50 years, if, if that much. But we are going to be with ourselves and possibly with a partner for a longer time. Is that that it's not there? Or is it that maybe society has told us that those things are not important and you do need to get that degree get that law degree get that mm-hmm. banking degree get that something else so that you can be your own boss which it's both it's both it's both certainly i didn't see any of those courses mm. and i browse courses from time to time even now there's nothing there and yes there's societal pressure go and be a doctor i mean i'm, I'm an indian you're either a doctor or a lawyer or you'll, you you disappear yeah you fall <laughs> off the earth so <laughs> that pressure is there and I think it's essential, and I say this a lot, that the one person we spend most of our time with is actually ourselves. It's not our co-workers, it's not our boss, it's not our spouse, it's not our child. We are constantly in our own heads. And if we can't be comfortable in that space, then there's a problem. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Go ahead, Oje. Yeah, and it's, as it relates to um, getting education about relationship, we don't necessarily have to have a course that we need to sign up for and pay for something. Look around your circle, and if you're in a... If you're in a relationship, look at five couples because they say the five people you spend the most time with you can become. If you see five successful couples and you two are serious about a relationship, go and ask your advice. You don't have to wait for the course. The course is right in front of you. People with real life experience, people with real life challenges, get on it if you both are serious um, uh, of getting into a relationship and you become who you spend time with. If you value something, learn from them the good the bad up and the down take notes of it and listen we reason together this is what it's going to look like are we ready for this you know what i mean before we get into our march that works that works a former yeah. work colleague of mine from many years ago i don't even know how old he was and is now but he, he'd been a barrister for 50 years so i guess he must have been about 70 
And I asked him, what's the secret for this you know, successful marriage that he had with his wife? And his response was, always putting the other person first. And if you're putting the other person first and they see and appreciate that, then they will put you first. And both of you putting each other together That's first. Right. If you're so both works. putting each other first, then you're both... Everybody's first. Exactly. <laughs> and to answer, speak um, more directly to your question, Rob... Um, we do need to, when, when Shuva and I both said both as the answer, we do need to um, put these skills into school. That's where our students and ourselves are spending so much of our time. That's where we're learning these life skills. I remember there was a life skills class because um, I went to George Hicks. And we did go to a life skills class. And I remember the, um, the focus, a lot of the focus on that class is reproducing, having babies, what that looks like, what that feels like. Uh, what about life skills of finances? So there, the the class names may be there, but we do need to get more detailed because if if our if our students or our children are spending less time away from us, it's it's natural. It's where the world is at. Then where they are spending time, they do need to be learning those lessons. Maybe all of the parents do not have the um, the experience, the capability to pass on those good life lessons. But then the school should be um, there to fill in the blanks. Excellent. And so we're thinking about building out the curriculum. And I'd love to ask you both, what are some of the things that women need to be focusing on? Are those the same things that men need to be focused on? But I'm going to jump to OJ for a little bit. I know you have to leave in about five minutes. So I want to tap into what are some of the things that you believe that men need to be focused on? And you've chosen to focus specifically on exercise. How important do you think that is in the realm of men being fathers, leaders, priests, providers, protectors in the household? Yeah, exercise definitely helps a lot um, with us as developing as men. It helps with our confidence. Um, it helps when we can see that our bodies are changing. Um, we should be capable of like doing things like lifting up your kids. You should be able to hug your wife and lift her up and squeeze her and stuff like that. But yeah, in general, everybody needs to move. And whether it's male or female, exercise is very important as it lines up with different other things, nutrition, sleep, food and movements and all of that. So for me, it has worked really well for me mentally, physically, spiritually, just by keeping my body in shape. And um, if you don't have the money, if you don't have the person, if you don't have the house, you have yourself. And that's where you can start. Start by getting some abs and some push-ups and some things in. And when you realize that this is leading you to a better con- mental condition or physical condition, then everything else kind of like follows after. When I'm doing anything as it relates to trying to get into my business or trying anything else like that, I apply the same discipline I would with training to what I would do with my business. If I work harder and I'm training, I need to work harder. If I feel like this bench press kind of heavy, but I'm going to go on it, I'm going to say, I'm going to move it. When I get challenges, I use that same mindset. So exercise also can give you a mindset. You know what I mean? If you achieve a little through changing your body, changing your mind, you'll achieve a little in whatever you want to do, whether it's relationship or it's business or whatever it is. So with that being said, my name is Osman Lynch, Outscore Fitness. If you need training and if you need any form of fitness, um, I am able to help you with that. And small steps are better than no steps. So get moving, feeling good about yourselves, pop some abs and you'll be all right. I love it, I love it, I love it. And I guess one of the advantages of, an, uh, of having a personal trainer is I know that 
half the things that Oz has me do, I wouldn't do it on my own. I'd just be like, oh, yeah, I'm tired. I'm done. But he just has you going. Um, what are some of the routines or situations that you can help persons with? What, what, what are some of the training offerings do you have? And so, how can people access you, contact you? All right. Well, um, I can be contacted through my Instagram at Oscore Fitness. One, my number, if you want to get ready to write this down, is 525-8622. Say 525-8622. And what I offer as a personal trainer, I offer group training. So if you don't want to work out by yourself, I can do group sessions. We find a spot, we find a split space, we do it. I do mobile personal training, so I have equipment that I move around with. I can come to your house and train you there. Or if you have a um, gym at your complex, I can use that. Um, I also do this thing called restorative recovery, which I use as a part of my training for my clients. That um, you would obviously in training, you need some form of recovery. So it's a mix between massage and stretch. So I always recommend to my clients to do that because just as our training is important recovery is even sometimes more important as well yeah so yeah you can contact me through instagram my phone number again 525-8622 and i can come to you to train you so there's no excuse or you can come to me at some place and we can work out whichever way works best i know you talked about the exercise and you talked about the recovery what about dieting is food important yes food is very important also I also do a little bit of nutrition. I give general advice. I'm not like a nutritionist, but I'm certified um, as a nutrition coach. And what we do is give general advice as to ways in which we can help you to either lose weight, gain muscle, maintain, whatever it may be. So I can do calorie counts for you and I can suggest specific food, which is best for performance and all of that. So... And as you're listening, I don't want you to underestimate the importance of that. As having a little bit of a gut problem, you know, we're putting a little bit more of excess in that. And I'm saying, hey, dude, I'm exercising. I'm doing the sit-ups, but it's not going on. And he said, hey, you put it there with food, you have to take it off with food. And since I took that advice, click, click, things are just shrinking. And so, and so I love that you focus on those things. You focus on the exercise. You focus on the recovery. And you focus on the things that are coming in off your plate. A right. full, holistic approach to personal creating. Toss your numbers out there again and how people can reach you. 525-8622. That's my number and also WhatsApp. So you can get me there. And on Instagram, it's Oscore Fitness. You can follow me there. Send me a message within that as well. So, All right. Thank you very much. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and find out what are some of the things that women need to be focused on in our 2023 modern society. Welcome to The Wrecking Trade, this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., the radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in 
this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Oscor Fitness, strong inside, powerful outside, and the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined. You're listening to The Wrecking Trade on 89.1 FM. That's Bobo FM right here in the Cayman Islands. We're in studio with Shuvra and Cindy as we're talking about masculinity, relationships, attachment. You just heard OJ talking about how you can help men to improve themselves and how he specifically can help you to find that groove in your life where you can build more confidence, build more strength as you improve your physicality. Quick question to the ladies. Is that appealing to you at all? Do Do you find men attractive if they look good physically? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So you heard it, men. So go ahead and get, make that call. Work on those abs. Work on your shoulders. Or at the very least, be able to get stronger so that you can lift your kids and lift your wife. I'm sure she'll appreciate it. Yeah. All right. What are some of the things that you think women would need, should need to focus on, as you mentioned, in those relationship courses? And is, are there things that women need to be focused on separate from what men need to be focused on? Or are they just focused on the same things? Yeah. So women... And we've been speaking about improvement a lot. Um, I I feel women should be focused on different things. Um, Some of the things I've identified that women need to get better at, including myself, I'll put myself at the forefront. Um, There are certain things that men want, they desire. And, of course, we need to be able to work and learn how to work together and actually create spaces so that men can say who they are and... These spaces need to be safe so that we can actually hear them as well in process. So some of the conversations that I've heard lately about what men want and what we as females need to get better at, um, showing respect. How do you show respect? Because for men, (laughs) for men, yes, I I think I hit a point there. For For men, respect equals love. So for women, we want to be loved, but for men, men want to be respected, and that's from their other half as well. So females need to get better at uh, showing respect. Um, That comes in different forms. I'm not the teacher, so I'll just leave it there. Um, And then also affirming our men. We need to learn lessons in how do we affirm them because they do do a lot. Women do a lot, but men do a lot as well. They bring a lot to the table. They go to work every day. They execute um, they want to be affirmed. They want to know that they have value, they have worth, and what they're doing makes sense. So they do want to be affirmed. Um, what I also think is important for women to focus on as well is how to love, um, how to love their men in their love languages, mm-hmm. and deal with our own healing so that we're able to love fully. I think that's very important. Um, and then last. Certainly not, least. I know this is very important for men's sex. So um, being able... <laughs> I struck another chord there. Being able to provide that in a healthy, wholesome, untainted manner. Because a lot of times you will find females, they're tired from their their um, daily work and that starts to, to damper their mental spirit. And 
They don't want to be involved in those activities. They're tired. We, we have a headache, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. So being able to learn to um, translate that into, you know what, I want to do this because I love him. So how can I look at this from a healthy perspective so that I can I can exude it from a healthy perspective? Awesome, awesome. Love it. <laughs> Following on from what you just said, Cindy, the love languages. So there's a test out there called the five love languages. Mm-hmm. Google that. And it's a fun thing to do together. And then you can understand how the other likes to be loved. And the, the five things aren't necessarily distributed equally. So one person may prefer affirmations more than gifts, for example. Mm-hmm. And so that's how you get to know something about the other person. What should women be doing? Well, I can only speak for myself. Um, And I think listening more is something that I could really benefit from. (laughs) You know me so well already. Um, Understanding rather than being understood. So again, it's like if we each put the other person first, if we each try to understand the other more than trying to be understood... And I think just being interested, it's nice when somebody asks questions, how was your day? Or you know that something's happening in that person's life and you check up on where they're at with it. It shows that you care. It shows that you're interested. It shows that you're, you know, not just there for giggles. You, you mean it. Um, I think that's it. I'm sure there's loads. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm talking about myself, I would probably, you know, sit here all day as to all the things I need to do to improve. But let's just leave it there, shall yeah. we? There we go. So I think yeah. that's a great start. Those are some great things for us to work on as we're looking at building out, as men are working on their physicality and their finances and certain things that they need to bring to the table that we've recognized that women desire that they find attractive. Then women are looking at looking at things specifically that men find attractive. And I want to tap into that just a little bit in terms of... Since the beginning of time, I said earlier that men have had to seek female attention. We, you, we both go through puberty. Women get beautiful. They get breasts. They get boobs. They get all those things. And men find them attractive. And they go, okay, fine. I want to have a word with you. And so they have to build, <laughs> so they have to build up their courage and build up the things that you find attractive in order for you to give them that phone number or give them that first date or give them the time of date, right? Mm. But women have not had to spend a lot of time figuring out what men like because they're always the ones who are getting the attention. You're always the ones who are, okay, nope, you don't make the cut, so I'm not going to give you the time of day. Right? Do you agree or disagree? Is that how you see it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you agree or disagree? I think it's a joint effort, isn't it? It's a joint effort? As in, it's not just the the men chasing the women. I mean, we have needs too, you know. (laughs) Yes, so so that's what I'm saying. So women have needs. Men have had to figure out those needs just to get in through the front door. Like Furman says, how many men do you find yourself rejecting on a daily basis? Well, you know, let's not get into numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not embarrass anyone. Yeah, let's not. Right? And I imagine... On the other side to that, you don't. Fi- you how many men have you approached? Mm. Oh, I'm yeah, imagining I, that I number is significantly less. Oh, do you think? Maybe it's just me. <laughs> like I said, I need to be better at listening. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just as much the approacher as the approachee, as it mm. were. Okay. Yeah, I'm not shy. <clears throat> there we go. There we go. And how do you find that? How do you find in that space? I'm glad you said that. Thank you mm. for sharing that. How do you find living in that space? Do you find success? Do you find it more meaningful? Do you find greater happiness? Or do you find yourself more comfortable and happy in the being approached space? Oh, interesting. Um, 
I do like approaching. I think guys appreciate it. Takes the pressure off them. Mm. Um, equally, it's nice to be approached. So I don't really have a favourite, if you like, or a, a sort of lean towards one or the other. How about you, Cindy? Um, I definitely like to be approached rather than me be the approachee. Um, I, I do very minimal, very minimal <laughs> approaching. Um, my nerves would get the better of me. So kudos, hats off to men that do approaching. We have some cultures that they are very good at it. They will do it to a T. They'll do it maybe about 15, 20 times a day. It's it's whatever. Um, but for me, being on the other end of the stick, being able to handle rejection, I I haven't had to practice that too much. Yes, I've I've, I've been the receiver of rejection a lot of times, but I haven't had I haven't had to um, be on the receiving end as much as I've I've had to give the rejection. <laughs> the rejection. Yeah, so it's. <laughs> It's 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 not a happy space being rejected, but um, my like you mentioned, men are hunters. Um, I feel feel a, a lot of their makeup is is made towards that. So it's not that it's easy. It's not that it's easy, but I I feel their makeup actually contributes to them probably handling it better and and executing it better. So I think as the things that we don't often recognize that men are doing, men literally spend a lot of time dealing with rejection. Because, I mean, you may find... Aww. Hey, dealing yeah. with rejection. Uh-huh. It's, <laughs> it's something that we've We're had to... Sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. Are we? Are we, though? The world is sorry. <laughs> are we? Well, I guess I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that has Do also sharpened it? our skills in terms of being able to be risk takers. And mm. so you'll find that even though men are not as proficient or as rec, rec, what's the number, as represented in the classroom, you do have a lot of men who are finding success earning more than $100,000 mm. a year. Because based on the statistics, the number of persons in the Cayman Islands earning more than $100,000 a year, actually, it was two to one in, to, in favor of men. Ah, <laughs> see? Right, so men are still at the highest levels. They're mm-hmm. still the highest earners. That might be to do with the natural attrition, which shouldn't be so natural, which is women fall off the, the corporate ladder, off the scale, when mm. they start to have children. Yeah, And Absolutely. this goes back to what I was saying before about needing to look after the pregnant <coughs> lady and mm-hmm. her and her children when they're young. Agreed. As a society. I mean, the husbands do that because they're going out earning the 100000 and mm-hmm. so on, right? But it's not just down to the husbands and the boyfriends. Yeah. It's down to all of us. There we go. So, absolutely. And we lo- we're going to be converse- continuing this conversation every single week here on the Wrecking Trait right here on Bobo FM. With the last two minutes, I'd love to give you both an opportunity to share what you're doing. And if you have platforms or if you have things that persons can connect you with uh, you on and provide services, if you do. Sure. So I have a radio show and a podcast and I specialize in raising awareness around mental health and the need for all of us to prioritize looking after our own mental health and to help each other, everybody we love and care about, do the same thing. My show is called Shuvra Deb With You. That's on Bobo FM every Thursday at 2 p.m. and also on my podcast, which is available on demand for free on Spotify, Apple and Google. So just go and look up Shuvra Deb. I'll spell that S-H-U-V-R-A. My surname, Deb, D-E-B, and with you. Awesome, awesome. And if do you interview persons on your podcast? I How do, do people yes. Access I do from time to time. I'm, I'm going to interview you next, Rob. Ah, <laughs> that's awesome. But if someone is listening and they'd love to maybe contribute to your yeah. show or reach out to you, how do sure, they do that? Of course, yeah. So you can get me on my email, which is shuvradeb82 at gmail.com. That's S-H-U-V-R-A-D-E-B-8-2 at gmail.com. 
Thank you very much for sharing that, Shuren. All right, Cindy, how about you? Yeah, so I don't have a public public platform. Um, there are things I'm working on in, in the background, um, things I have I identified in the community um, that I feel are very important, that need 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 space, need a vision, need voices. Um, and I'm actually working on on those things in the background. Some of those things are <clears throat> working with other ladies to be able to change the maternity laws here in the Cayman Island. Very important as as we've discussed. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking to <clears throat> excuse, I'm looking to study law as well. So there's there's a lot of things in the community that I, I recognize need changing, especially you know, I'm especially focused on children and culture. I think those things are very important. So if you do want to find me, I'm usually at Ebenezer Church after 11 a.m. on Saturdays. Um, but I don't have a public platform. Um, I, I am a private individual. <laughs> but how do you make your money? And Yeah, so how I make my money, I actually work at one of the retail banks. I'm I'm a manager there. I've, I've made my way all the way up from the ranks. I, I actually started out at Reflections as a customer service rep. And I've taken my time and educated myself along the way. You know, I have a child to provide for. So I, I think looking at these things in society are very important. So um, that's what I'm doing in the background. So if you, me up, if you look me up on LinkedIn, you can definitely find me there as well. So, <laughs> All right. I'd just like to say thank you both for being a part of our first episode of The Wrecking Trade. This has been a really great conversation. I'm looking forward to continuing as we figure out how to create a space where we can both find success in our relationships. You're listening to The Wrecking Trade right here on Bobo FM. I'm your host, Robert Lynch. Awesome, awesome conversation. Keep on listening. Welcome to The Wrecking Trade, this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m., the radio show that provides a platform for a deeper understanding of issues affecting men in the Cayman Islands. Join us as we explore the low enrollment of men and boys in college classrooms, the absence of men in the church, and the absence of fathers in the home. Join the conversation as we help men find their place in the modern world. Through engaging interviews with experts and members of the community, we provide a clear picture of what healthy masculinity looks like as an example for boys and girls. Our mission is to provide a voice for men, to help them navigate the challenges that they face and provide hope for a brighter future. So tune in this and every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. and join the conversation on The Wrecking Trade. Together, we can make a difference in the lives of men and boys in the Cayman Islands. Brought to you by Ascore Fitness. Strong inside, powerful outside. And the Bellagio Salon and Spa, where beauty is reimagined.